Previously, on Realms and Nerds, The Vasanoka Adventures. Ben, I am tasking you to be the protector for my son. Kroll and Lou Westerian find themselves at West's Pub and Brewery. Lou pushes open the door. There are three girls sitting at the bar. I'm going to give them a look and then kind of like a small wave. Into the camp strolls a chicken. Kroll is going to throw his trident at it immediately. Kroll has a bloodlust at this point. You hear uh, a large clanking sound and you hear a voice. Welcome to the pit. Challengers, you have taken the call. Down from the ceiling flies two eagles. One transforms into Sana and the other is a small red dragon. Where'd that dragon come from? I'm from the forest. Wait a minute. Dragons can talk? Oh, well, actually, uh, I'm just speaking to you through those mind waves. As you were walking out around the corner, like as you were, if you remember, we're in, you're in this like little kind of cove off the main road. Um, the alcove. Yeah, and coming around kind of the corner of the alcove is this short Kenku, about four feet tall, has a rag over its head. You know, it's kind of just walking very slowly, shuffling. Hey there! Hi there! How's it going? Who goes there? The game master. I think we've met the game master. Are you are you telling me you're the Dilwee that sent us down there to fight some zombies? Uh, the Kenku then proceeds to tell you in a very squabbled tone. He he, as you if you may know, Kenkus can only repeat what they've previously heard before. And you're hearing bits of things that people have said to him, uh, and you get this sense that someone, perhaps this game master, had been doing bad to him, but it also had some trail leading to the Underdark, and he tells you that the game master wants you to play his game, essentially. Didn't, didn't we just finish playing his game? Never done! Well, fuck me! Uh, hmm. no thank you. <laughs> Yeah, um, this is very interesting. Perhaps there are more games yet to play. Suddenly, on Kroll's left arm, on the under of his wrist, a compass starts to be burnt into his skin. Ah, 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 ah. What ho? What's going on? How can you even feel that? You're dead. I have no idea. How can I have sex when I am dead? It appears to be some kind of a tattoo, yet it obviously has a magical overtone to it. The needle on the compass does indeed work. Now, does it burn a new tattoo as it turns the whole time? Uh, no. After okay. the initial printing on your body, it appears to be like a living tattoo now. Well, boys, it looks like we'll never be lost again. I've got a compass on my wrist. Not quite sure how I got there, but... Well, that's a neat trick. Do, does it actually point north? Alright, gonna, he's going to face north and see if it does. 
as Kroll faces north, the compass does continue to turn, yet it does not point due north. It is pointing somewhere specific. The point has changed even at, you know as you were turning. Well, it's boys, always pointing to the same place. It's not. It does not appear to be t- pointing north. It, it's pointing off in that direction. It points the direction it's pointing, which would be your greatest your direction. greatest desire. North. It points towards and, your greatest desire. <laughs> no, it's pointing off to a little bit to the east. I'd be way out. So like a like a northeast kind of yes. section. Okay. It's pointing to David, the chest of David Jones' heart. Well, hell yeah, let's go and get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm already uh, undead. I can kill Dave Jones. Wait, which direction did you say it was pointing? Northeast. Northeast, he said. And we're in Murdoch, right? We are. Yes. Well, so, out, just outside of Lockmar. Lockmar. Okay, so it's probably still God, somewhere in It could be anywhere that direction. Hopefully somewhere nearby. <clears throat> well, it appears that the needle is more or less pointing the way we need to go. Perhaps we follow it for a way and see what new mysteries await us. Sounds like a plan. Well, if the Game Master put it on you, it probably has to do with this never-ending game he's talking about. I'm not sure if we should be wary about that or not. I think we would be unwise to be uh, so uh, frivolous, I suppose, but in any rate, this is a, a mystery that deserves investigating. Agreed. Come on, Ben, where's your sense of adventure? All right, where my liege goes, I shall follow. Whoopee! Uh, are you guys going to go retrieve your horses? Of course. Um, they were just outside the alcove, so. And we left that place. Just around the corner. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'd also like to look and see if we can see the eagles, Sana and the other eagle. As you come up to the horses, you find that uh, Sana is sitting um, with both her legs off one side of one of the horses. And Silver is also sitting on the back of one of the horses. Hey, dudes, what you think of that? <laughs> uh, it was fairly riveting, to be honest. I, I haven't had quite a fun time with swordplay in a long time. So, like, yeah, Sana and I found this place because it had, like, a total magical vibe, dude. And we thought that you guys should check it out. Oh, well, that was rather thoughtful of you. I hope you took into account the fact that I now have a compass burned into my arm. <laughs> Hey, man, everybody knows that after a night of partying too hard, you know you woke up right if you have uh, some kind of tramp stamp or something. Remind me to give you one of those after you fall asleep. <laughs> oh, I don't really sleep. What did y'all say? How come you didn't come in and assist us then? Well, after we started it, for whatever reason, the three of you were chosen. We had to leave the room. And yet, you're the one that put in the coin. Uh, perhaps it had something to do with our beast states. Or the fact that you can't fight. I mean, one might argue they could probably fight better than you. Is that a challenge I hear? I'm not saying I think that. All right, si- simmer down, everyone. We all know that apparently Ben is the backstabbing one here. Mm. But that's no matter. Let's move on. Agreed. Let's go. And uh, I guess uh, Lou's going to mount up on uh, Preston. Coral's getting on Crystal. Okay. And are you... Winifred away. <laughs> As you guys mount your horses and take off in the direction that the compass is pointing, you continue to go through, if you remember, where in you're in this old city, this ancient city that is in ruins. 
you know, there's ivory and moss on all the walls. It, uh, it appears to be a civilization, you know, that was thousands of years old at this point. As you're going, you find yourself on the outskirts of town as the city breaks up and it breaks up right about at a tree line. Uh, and as you make your way into this field, you find all these small boulders. Um, it's kind of just like a rocky field. And uh, as you're going, Kroll starts to feel uh, a warm tingle. You'll have to forget me. I'm being my... <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Uh, boys, there's something happening to my arm. Something else? He looks down at the compass to see if anything's happening. Weird. Uh, the compass appears to be... It's interesting. To to the average eye, it appears to be normal. But as Kroll is looking down at it, it almost appears like it's popping out at him. Like he can see the compass almost like it's raised above his skin. Okay. We keep going towards where it's pointing. Uh, it leads you further into the field. You fi- uh, The field dips down and you're in this divot in the ground with walls up on every side and there's boulders coming down the edges of this small divot in the ground uh, and in a rock uh, on the side you find a what appears to be maybe a door of some sort. It doesn't appear to have a handle though. Look here boys, there's a door. Let's try to open it. Or you could be polite and knock. Knock yourself out. Ben's going to go knock on the door. (laughs) Hello? Nothing happens. Well, that was eventful. Um, Kroll tries to gently push the door open. Uh, As you touch the door, you feel somewhat of a relief in your wrist. Ah, I think the tattoo went away. And he looks at his wrist to see if the compass is still there. The compass is still there. What are you feeling, Crow? Well, as we were approaching this place, it ca- the compass was kind of burning, you know, just a little bit. And after I touched this door, it stopped, which means we must be at the destination. Let's figure out how to open this door. And he uh, pushes harder on the door. Again, when he when he releases the door, he feels the pressure again. But after he puts his hand on it, it goes away again. What about the door? The door doesn't move. Okay, he kicks the freaking door. Nothing happens. I would like to roll to examine the door. Okay. 18. Lou, after investigating this door, is able to obtain that it appears to be of an ancient dwarvish descent, and he knows from his studies that these kinds of doors normally, as you've seen, do not have any sort of handle or lock, but rather a magical uh, spell. And it, you know, depending on, he doesn't, you know, you, you don't know the spell exactly, but you can tell that it does have normally a magical entrance of some sort. Oh, well, it's simple. We just simply need to speak the password and then enter. And what per se is the password? Do we have a hint? A riddle? Uh, perhaps some kind of a clue? Anyone speak ancient Dwarvish? I, I speak Dwarvish. You speak Dwarvish? Yeah. I have no idea. My, uh, it never chose the only three languages. languages I choose. I speak Draconic, Common, mm. Elvish, and Dwarvish. Maybe you should investigate. Okay, I'll investigate the door. What are my other three languages? I never and I got a critical fail. Kroll looks at this door. 
and completely forgets everything he's ever known. <laughs> you know just what? for a moment, then he bought, you know, he just comes back to reality. You know what? Oh, I'm sorry, I blanked out there. What were we doing again? Ben speaks Dwarvish. I feel like he, at least two of the languages are Dwarven, Dwarvish, and Elvish, since, you know, he was, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> so what am I rolling again? Investigation, I think. Yeehaw. That's a nine. As you investigate, you find writing on the above the door. Okay. What do you see there, Ben? You really have to squint to see it. It's been hidden in the rock. But uh, there's how... nothing. Wait. I'm squinting, and it appears like there's writing above the wall. Do Can... a, um. Oh, this be like That's the language yeah, of the okay. land History of Mordor, which I shall not utter. <laughs> oh boy, it's history also going to be pretty bad. No! Hey! Proficient, so bumps it to a zero. You have negative two? Shut up. No, I don't. How dumb are you? <laughs> I got an 18. As Ben squints, he can make out hit friend and enter. Well, I think... I don't know, Lou, I think I forgot my glasses back at the castle, but I think I know what it says, and he's gonna punch Lou in the shoulder. Okay. Lou doesn't respond. <laughs> Lou just takes it like a uh, man. <laughs> Ow, what, what was that for? It said hit friend and enter. You could have said something. Well, I... All it says is hit friend and enter. Well, I... Kroll's got the compass on him. Maybe he needs to hit a friend. Kroll has friends? Kroll punches Ben as hard as he can in the face. <laughs> Make a dexterity check. In the face. Dexterity check or saving throw? Uh, saving throw. Okay, that's going to be an eight. Does it make a difference if it's a check or a saving throw? Yeah. Really. If it were a check, it would have been Well, if, six. He proficiency, if he was proficient, then it would. And I am. So it does. Oh. So I got an eight. So what happens there, DM? Uh-huh. <laughs> Knock his fucking lights out. Crawl winds up and punches Ben right in the chest. Ben stumbles back and hits the door. Crawl goes to hit him again, and Ben moves his head out of the way, and he s- hits the door as hard as he can. And the door starts oh, to open. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Uh, oh, there was a comma before the word friend. Well, sucks to you then, doesn't it? Let's enter. <laughs> and yet another oh, puzzle okay. solved by Lou. How fortunate that I decided to come along with you. Oh, great. Now he's rhyming. What did you even do here? You should have ended on do, and then it would have still rhymed. <laughs> All right, Lou's, Lou's going to head in with Kroll. <laughs> okay. Much like the passage you were in before, this goes deeper, uh, ever so slightly, um, to slight, uh, slant down into the ground. It's dark again, but the tunnel does appear to just keep going forward. (sighs) All right. Well, uh, since I feel like my torch from before probably would have burned out at this point, (laughs) or I guess I would have put it, I would have gotten rid of it because I wouldn't have. Here, you were only using you it for a little you, you, bit. You know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll light one. I'll light one this time. I light a torch. Well, I was just thinking. I I probably would have gotten rid of it anyways because once we came back out into the light, I wouldn't have thought we needed it. So yeah, I think I probably would have just one. tossed but, it aside or something. So you're gonna light one up then? Yeah, may as well. 
Crow lights up a torch and leads the way down this tunnel. Again, you find yourself uh, at a door that appears to be locked. But as Crow puts his hand on the doorknob, the door suddenly, you hear it. And the door is unlocked. And he opens it. Uh, and again, you find yourself in a room with a gate on the other side, just like before. Okay, we enter the room. You're gonna go through the gate? Yeah, sure. Can Before I go through the gate, can I see, like, can I see into the room, like, does this look like the same setup as before? Like, on the other side of the gate, or does it look different? From what you, it's, it's dark in the other room right now, but as far as you can see forward, it seems to be the same, yeah. Okay. What do you think, boys? Should we just go for it? We're tough. Why not? It worked for us last time. I suppose there's no sense in just standing around, is there? Agree. That's the spirit. There's perfect sense in standing around. You stand around, you don't get hurt. But that's, that's not neither. what happened to you last time. But you stood around, you got hurt. That's neither here nor there. All right. Well, I'm headed then. The second Lou steps onto the floor on the other side of this gate. It lights up once again with that neon blood red light is shining down on the room and you hear a voice <laughs> oh wait I've seen you guys before uh sorry we're going on to uh, level 2 guys you hear that? going to level 2 and suddenly the floor beneath you splits open and starts to split aside uh and underneath is a small drop into another room wait does it Open up from beneath us? Yes. Like, the floor goes the into floor. the walls. Okay. Um, Is there a ledge for us to stand on, or are we, like, going to be dropped in? You're, like, you have to jump, or you're gonna, the floor under you is just going to run out. Kroll just jump, jumps in. Okay. Yeah, I guess Lou's just going to jump, too. <laughs> As you land... TM, TM, TM. You hear, again, uh, in, a, in the normal voice... Wait, that's your normal voice. And what was the other voice you had? Why is your not normal voice sound more normal no, than was, your normal that voice? Total, that that doesn't make sense. I you just, don't. Make but I just said that. I I said <laughs> if in, it's okay the, in the princess the ride, voice, it works for us. In the announcer voice you heard last time. The pit of despair. The pit the of despair. Don't even think about trying to escape. Balls are far too thick. TM, TM, TM. Alright, I'm gonna need one of you to roll a perception check. How much do I Alright, that is... Mediocre. A 12. You see, you find yourself in a circular room, just like before. The shape of the walls have not changed. You notice that there are some small holes uh, on the ground, or like the wall meets the ground. Uh, and they go all the way around. Do the halls go into the wall or into, there's no, into the ground? There's ground? no halls. Holes. Holes, yes. It goes like straight back, like a mouse hole. Okay, like so there's a bunch hole. of mouse holes all around. Fantastic. Um, so, voice, what do we do? There's no response. Well, fuck you. I guess we'll figure it out now. So we're going to be fighting bomb shoes. Are there pedestals? Oh, God. Like no. before? No. So just a circular... Well, that's, maybe. I don't know. If one of you would, I can tell you more if y'all okay. do better. Uh, you said what? 
Investigation or perception? Perception. Perception or investigation, depending if you Which like want to investigate more about one thing that you already know. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll do. I don't know. I'll do perception. Um. So fourteen. Uh, you notice that on the ground, uh, there are all these cracks in the ground, and they split off all over the place. They all come from the center of the room. There's a small circle. Uh, that it goes into the ground. It's un in sunk probably two or three inches into the ground. Um, and you also notice that not all the cracks go to a hole, but there's at least one crack that goes to every hole. Does that make sense? Yeah, not all the cracks go to all the holes, but every hole has at least one crack onto yes. it. Okay. Kroll would like to examine the hole itself would like put the torch down near it okay do i need to do a perception check to best investigation fuck me today it's an eight as crow puts the torch down by these holes and looks in uh he can't see anything on the other side it appears like i was talking the divot in the center oh the divot in the middle yeah okay um you look down and you notice that there are four shiny black spheres inside this little circle in suck in the middle. Kroll attempts to pick one of them up. Uh, as he touches one, it's kind of like your brain gets fried for a second. It's like a taser in your brain. Ah, 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 ah. What uh, is it, Kroll? I, I, I just tried to touch one of these, uh, one of these here orbs. Don't, don't do it. It felt like something was frying my brain. Interesting. Ben would like to cast a spell. What spell? Cure Wounds. On himself. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I can never heal Kroll. Why? Because he's undead? This spell has no effect on undead or constructs. Good luck! It's a good thing I can heal myself. Yeah. Plus, I can heal Kroll. I got you, bro. Got a little bit of TLC for Kroll. Wisdom. I can heal all of you. <laughs> you so just feel like, nine. my so will that's gonna be, be done. Okay. Cool. Um, I guess I'll I'll do a perception check as well. Or no, I'll I'll do an, an no. We're gonna do a perception check. Actually, okay. I don't even know what you're doing. Uh, yeah, doing a roll where I don't get minus one or whatever it is perception check plus two, so that's twelve. Ben notices that on the walls there are four numbers evenly spaced out. Each one is directly above a hole. Uh, and the numbers are read three, twelve, nine, seven. Crap! Above. Whoa. So, and he also notices that upon investigating, it appears that they are all directly across from each other. Okay. Wait, so, what are what are all directly? So three is across from twelve, and seven mm, is across from nine. Not necessarily. Well, three is across from nine, and twelve is across from seven. Well, if you look at the walls instead of the floors, you'll notice numbers crisscross from each other. 7 and 9 and 12 and 10. The question becomes, what do we have to do? Do we have to put something in the hole? My best guess is maybe we have to even the numbers out using something with the holes. That's my conjecture. Okay, so Lou would like to go over and investigate. I'm going to go investigate the hole that's directly underneath the number 12. Okay. Uh, that is a uh, 18. 
as Lou walks over to the hole <coughs> under the number 12, uh, he looks down and looks inside the hole. It appears that there's some kind of track that, after it passes through the wall, goes down at an angle. But more importantly, he notices that the holes that go around the room, he counts 12 of them and notices that they all are evenly spaced out. Okay. All right, so there are 12 total holes. Uh, it looks like they're evenly spaced. And as I look through this hole here, I see uh, like a track and then it maybe leads downward on the other side. I'm not I'm not really sure on where it goes from there. Hmm. You know, this almost reminds me of a clock. Except the problem is that the 6 is not opposite from the 12. Oh, wait, this room is circular? Correct. Correct. Oh, I, I totally didn't catch that. Can Kroll investigate the tracks on the floor? See if he can maybe follow one from, say, hole 3 to the center or something? Ooh, now we're talking. That's a 17. Uh, as Kroll goes from the middle and starts to follow the cracks, they appear to be in some sort of a mate. It's almost impossible for him to follow one crack perfectly to the holes, uh, you know, with using his eyes. Okay. Um, I guess I'll do an arcana check on those, the balls and the divot. Okay. Ooh. Uh, eight. Uh... Ben is able to tell that these balls have some sort of psychic powers attached to them. Well, as far as I can tell, these are some psychic balls. <laughs> we are not the best of. Yeah, what's puzzles. up with the rolls tonight, guys? Uh, I don't Ben's, know. Ben's gonna decide. Yeah, I've been rolling to... all right, but Luz is not a very smart person, so. Ben, I'm trying to figure. I, I don't know if we have. I was all about. The I was literally going to draw it out, but I was like, "Not. Nah, I gotta let them figure." Okay, this so out. Ben's just gonna bend down and grab one of them. Yeah. So as Ben touches one of the spheres, just like Kroll, he feels a like a taser in his brain. He's gonna fight through the pain and like. Wait, wouldn't that like? Is it like an electrical kind and of it, thing? Like shocks your brain. Okay. Is he forced to let go? Yes. Okay. Um, we're fucking screwed. Okay, so Lou has two hand axes. Okay. I would like to try and use them and kind of, like, use both of them like tongs to pick up one of the balls. Okay. Um. (laughs) I was just thinking something really similar. I was just gonna... I was trying to figure out what what Uh, way we could do this. Simultaneously, Ben's gonna take one of his arrows and, like, kind of, like, Tap one of the balls and, and try to move it along the track. Poke another one with his trident. <laughs> okay, guys, one at a time here. <laughs> Let's calm it down. All right. <laughs> so, are we all touching the balls at the same time? No, we're not. <laughs> yes, we are. There's not enough room in the hole for everybody to stick their <laughs> metal objects in there. <laughs> Y'all gotta calm down. Oh, okay, big enough. Ben excited in a long time. What, what can, can I say? We're the balls a tug. I know Ben likes to poke balls, but like. Okay, so Lou goes first, and he pulls out his hand axes, and he gets on his hands and knees, and he gets on his knees and gets down and tries to pick up the ball, and uh, just as he's starting to get it up out of the sand that's kind of in this hole, he notices that the blades. The heads of his axes start to glow and are like becoming red hot. Okay. Um, 
fling that ball. I was like, yeah, can I just, like, flick it real quick? Try to get it out of the hole? As Lou's about to go and flick it, his axes melt, and the ball falls right back in where it was. <laughs> oh, okay. As far as game mechanics go, how usable are these axes? Yo, you got two sticks now, bro. <laughs> Damn. Well, why did the metal melt and the sticks didn't? The sticks didn't light on fire yet, Magic! Bro. I don't thought just a hole through them, but whatever. He was like, I told him that they were in red hot. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not normally the way heat works. I thought I'd have time to flick them. Okay, can All you, right. I'm going to do our perception check of the room. Hopefully, we can get a better fucking roll. Hopefully. Okay, not much better. That's an 11. Okay, as Crow looks around the room, he locates on the wall these sticks that appeared to be hand-carved, nicely polished wood. Uh, and on one end, the wood flares out and almost kind of has like a trumpet. It almost lo- it looks like uh, like a trumpet horn kind of Oh, thing. God, I see where this is going. All right, he grabs one of the sticks, walks over to the balls, sticks it over one of them, and starts trying to meander his way through the cracks towards one of the holes, I guess, towards, I don't know, 12. The second that Kroll puts the wood on top of the sphere... Oh, God, if it melts. Lights on fire. The second that Kroll places this stick on top of this sphere, uh, he suddenly is transported to somewhat of a dream state. Uh, almost like a dream realm. He finds himself in a dark, dark cave, and he hears a loud chicken call, and then he immediately lets go of the stick and snaps back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Well, shit. He whips his blade out and starts swinging wildly at anything and everything around him as his uh, bloodlust takes over. Well, time for some duck and cover. Uh, how about you guys roll some dexterity checks? Fuck. How about not? Well, <laughs> I'm assuming dexterity saving throw, so I'm going to go with 11. Okay, so what's the difference between a check and a saving throw? I'm not understanding Saving this. throws are in that little box there. Check is yeah, just... saving throws are up here. Check would just be straight up. Check is just dex. what your dexterity is modifier is. Saving throw. You can oh, be... okay, I got you. Yeah, some of your things you're proficient in, so they're going to be better. <laughs> I got you. Okay, so uh, that's a 15 for me. Both Lou and Ben managed to hit the deck and avoid Kroll's greatsword ah, as he just chicken. flails around. Fucking chicken! Dream World! No! No! Did he, we have to bring him along? Kroll um, calms down after a little while and is like, oh, Sorry, I lost my cool there a second, Boris. Um, let, me, let me try it again. All right, Kroll is going to um, pick the stick back up. And more cautiously, a little more prepared for what's to come, put it back on top of the ball. As Kroll bends down to pick up his stick, he notices that the tattoo on his wrist is pointing to a specific hole, a specific point on the wall. Which one? It's pointing to the number seven. All right, he's going to um, attempt to make his way to that hole with... The ball and the stick, I guess. Or does he... I feel like I'm supposed to stick it on the ball and then weave my way through this freaking maze to the hole. Only one way to find out. And that's what he tries. Again. But this time he's mentally prepared. 
So for he's just going to start putting balls in holes without thinking about why the balls should be in the holes? Well, well, we can't leave this room now, can we? What else is he... Okay, fine. He'll stick the stick in the hole. <laughs> okay, the stick is goes in the hole and then comes back out. Then he's going Crow, what are you trying to roleplay over there? Buddy, I'm, all I'm saying is that, you know, I think that you should just think about it before you fuck everyone over, you know? Well, oh, you're way you should, too kind of a dia. I just think you should solve the riddle first, buddy. There's what riddle? Anyone have any suggestions? Because I'm starting to get a little frustrated here. I think Harrison has something that he's brewing up. There, mm-hmm. But from what it sounds like to me, each of the bull, balls has to go to a specific hole. Because his compass is pointing towards a specific hole. The balls can't be picked up, and these sticks have little trumpets on them that spread out. Did we establish how many of these balls are in this divot? There are four, okay. which That's means thought. they probably need to go to each of these numbered holes, I suppose. I don't know. But not necessarily. Maybe not. So, the compass is pointing to the seven. Correct. Which, for purposes of our discussion on this graphic that I've drawn, drawn. That I've drawn, drawn words, the seven <laughs> is there. So, I did it. Seven is on the left side, three is top, twelve is right, and nine is bottom. Yep. So, just... Okay. So, we've got... The three numbers, there's four balls in the middle, there's 12 total holes, mm-hmm. and they're all equally spaced. So that means between each numbered hole, there are two holes that are unnumbered. Yeah. So so why the compass is, why is the compass pointing at the seven, then? You had seven across from what again? Twelve? Twelve. And uh, three is across from right. nine. The compass has been pointing toward, when we first got the oh. compass, it was pointing towards the challenge. Now when he's grabbing the stick, it's pointing towards okay. the number seven. Why do we think that is? Um. Okay. If you, hmm, if you put the stick down, is the compass still pointing the same way? He puts the stick down to see if the compass is pointing the same way. The compass is still pointing the same way. Hmm. Maybe it doesn't have to. He picks up a different stick. The compass is still pointing this okay. way. Crow, okay. wa- walk over to the wall and make sure that you know exactly where the compass is pointing. Okay, he walks over to the number seven. Uh, as he stands right in front of the hole, it is directly facing the wall. Okay. All right, boys. Compass is definitely pointing towards number seven. Hmm. Okay, without touching the balls, he's going to pick up one of the sticks and see if it fits along these tracks, like with the trumpet underneath, you know. He's gonna what? Okay, you got the circle. Yeah. He puts a stick down. He wants to see if he can slide the stick with the trumpet on the underside of the crack. Like, through. Like, the maze. Just to see if it fits. The trumpet itself is too wide. Okay, so... But the the ball, the surface area of the sphere seems like it's the correct size. (laughs) Uh, ben is also going to take one of the sticks off the wall. Can I do an investigation check of the stick? Sure. Fuck me and these rolls! I got three. Uh, it's definitely a stick. It is a stick. Like I said before, it appears to be nice and polished and as <sighs> though it is, you know, someone crafted it. Ben would like to investigate the four balls. Okay. Thirteen. Uh, as I said before, these balls appear to have some sort of a psychic magic on them. Uh, they appear to be made of some sort of obsidian, 
and then some metal, perhaps a steel or an iron of some sort. Not quite sure. So they're, but they're all identical, as, least, as I far mean, as I can tell. Yeah, they 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 don't have the exact same material material makeup, but yes, they have the same look. Okay, Ben, do you have any way of communicating with your little dragon friend? Uh, let me try. Ben's gonna think out really loud. Hello, Silver. Oh, hey, what up, dude? I have no idea. I was just asked if I can communicate with you. Hold on. And he turns to Lou. Yes, yes, I can talk to him. Well, it appears to be affecting your brains, and he has some kind of a, a psychic magic to him. Maybe he'll have a clue for us. All right. Anything back to Sulphur? So the thing we're in here is like a giant clock. But uh, these balls in the middle of the For the sake of time, let's just say you explain to him what we're looking at. I'll explain to you exactly what everything we know so far. And I have now explained to you everything that we have known so far. I do that. I explain all the stuff we know so far to him. Well, dude... It sounds, sounds like you're like on you're the right, on the right track, track that, 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 like, you like, gotta you use the stick, stick to put the ball in the, like, the correct, correct hole. hole. Okay, that's, okay, that's, that's what, what I thought. thought. I mean, I, it, I, it seems, seems like these, these, these might be might holding, holding some sort of, like, like memory, memory or task. I don't know, man. Alright. Uh, he's gonna jam the stick. Oh, just, just, you know, before, before I go and hunt some fishes in the river... Uh, I just, you know, I really want to remind you that you should really put the right hole in, you know, the right ball in the right hole, man. Now, how do you know all this? Never mind, I, it doesn't matter. Have fun hunting fish. Okay, bye! He's gonna jam the ball-holding end into the same one that Kroll had tried. You're gonna just shove it in the hole? No, he's gonna, like, do the same thing where he, like, puts the staff on top of the ball. Okay. As Ben puts... Uh, the stick on top of the black sphere, he finds himself in a dark room, torch lit. Uh, it appears to be back in the castle in West Point in Farland, uh, as far as he can tell from the architecture. And he's in the room with a few other knights and people that he remembers, but none of them have faces that he can make out. It's it's, it's though he remind he knows them. And yet they don't have faces. Okay. Is he able to... Is he, like, in control of himself in this situation? Like, yes. can I walk around and stuff? Yes. Alright, he's gonna walk over to one of them and try... And attempt to start a conversation. Trying to piece together, maybe he can figure out who these people are, even though he can't identify them. As you walk over to another uh man in full armor appears to be some sort of a knight you tap his shoulder and he looks at you and puts his finger up to his mouth and points to a speaker at the front of the room okay you mean like a like a um like, like a, yes our dude this is fantasy land they don't have dank sound systems <laughs> yeah i say like an orator kind yes. of deal okay all right uh ben's gonna make his way like towards where the speaker is as he gets close, it's like he gets stopped. You know, in a dream where you just can't go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But he can. He can. As he gets closer, he can hear what the speaker is saying. And as he listens, he hears that they are in conspiracy to kill Prince Lou Westerian 
for being an arrogant son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> ben kind of nods a little bit, but then shakes his head to kind of like uh, like clear his head, like "What am I thinking?" kind of deal. Uh-huh. And he's he would like to uh, raise up his voice in defense of Lou. As he does, one of the people behind him hits him on the back of the head, and he, in the real world, Ben drops the stick and kind of stumbles forward. Fuck's sake, we're getting nowhere with this. Okay, did he move the ball while he was in his trance? Yes, he did. It was starting to, it it started to get right by uh, a track, and it was starting to, it looked like it was starting to pick a track. Coral would like to try and move the ball himself again. Are you going to try the same ball or a different ball? No, a different ball. ball. Different ball. Does Kroll have somewhere that he'd like this ball to move? He looks at his... He, it's still point... Oh, he grabs stick, holds it over a different ball, and looks at the compass to see if it changes direction. Oops, still pointing so, to seven. Yeah, it's still pointing <laughs> the same place. Well... <laughs> Take your pick. Which ball is yours? I don't know. I'll just move it towards the 12, I guess. Towards the 12. Well, on. actually, you know what? He's going to... You've got to let the visions he's gonna guide He's going to feel him. it. He's going to feel it through. He'll let the visions guide him. That's what he's going to do, because I don't want to try and move it towards any particular hole. Maybe it's guiding me. So he puts his, the stick on top of a different ball. That's what he's doing. Okay. Quit questioning what you I'm doing. Just let me the, do it. The great chicken. <laughs> Bring on, fucking chicken. I ain't scared of you. Crow puts the stick on top of the, uh, a different sphere. And he is suddenly teleported again into a cave-like area. Uh, it doesn't appear to have any sort of lighting, yet it is dankly lit. And again, he hears a chicken cuckooing, cuckooing. He's going to try and ignore the cuckooing of the chicken explore the cave a little. Okay. I don't think dankly was the word you were looking for, but <laughs> whatever, man. It's McDankly lit. It's dankly lit. It's dank. It's got some nice haze. All right. Some he's, chill vibes. He's, gonna, he's going to the best of his ability, ignore the chicken, and move forward. Okay. Uh, as he walks down a cor- this large corridor of this cave, he starts to see on the wall, he sees paintings uh, of a chicken. No, he, he closes his eyes. He's like squinting like... Don't look at the don't look at the chicken. Don't look at the chicken. You know what happened last time? Ignore it. When we get back to the real world, we'll kill some real chickens. Just, just, just power through, buddy. Just power through. Crow is walking forward with his eyes closed. Well, squinted. He's squinted. So when you at least see where he's going. When but he, he can't finally, see the wall. when he suddenly feels a peck on the top of his forehead. No, no, no. And no, no, no. Uh, a chicken lands in front of him. It's not real. It's not real. No, no. I, I don't believe it. No, you're not real. I know you're not real. And he, he, he steps around the chicken to keep going. He is ignoring this chicken to the best of his abilities because he he knows this is real. Mm-hmm. He's almost one hundred percent positive this isn't real, so he's gonna keep moving through the cave, ignoring the chicken. He finds himself. Uh, <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> this corridor opens up to into a very large cave, uh, and he takes a step forward when suddenly it's like the ground is fake, and he falls through it, and he lands in a grassy room. Full to the brim of chickens. <laughs> it's a chicken rave. <laughs> it's not real. I'm a big brave dog. He, he steps up and he's he just he very care. He's looking at the ceiling and he's just 
walking forward. He any pecking, any noise, any feathers flying, he's ignoring it as best as he can. Coral is indeed getting swarmed by the chickens. Some of them are jumping up and pecking at his leg, at his arms. Oh, Some get up to get up to his head, and he finds himself uh, in the center of this room. When suddenly again he falls down again. And he fi- he falls right into a chair in a small room, and on the wall, uh, almost in a a misty blue, says "Congratulations!" and <laughs> "Congratulations!" And, you've reached the end. Uh, and suddenly he's teleported back into the real world. Well, not teleported, but <laughs> you know, he comes to his sense. His conscience world. comes back Where's to the real world. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's the Fortress of Fandom podcast. I'm Garrett, your host, covering the fandom topics you love most. Superheroes, comics, movies, Star Wars, nerd news, anime, video games, and so much more. If you like any of these topics, come join our band of FOFers and let your fandom flag fly. New episodes almost every week. Find us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts and search for us on social media at the FOF Pod. Hey everyone, RJ here. Happy holidays from myself and everyone else at Realms and Nerds, and thank you so much for listening to our podcast this year. We really, really, really appreciate your support, and I hope that our show was able to brighten at least one person's day just a little bit sometime in 2021. Before we continue with the latter half of this episode, I just have a few regular housekeeping things to get through. If you're not already following or subscribed or whatever the case may be to the show on your podcast service of choice and are enjoying the podcast, I would highly recommend doing so, as well as turning on notifications if possible so you know when new episodes of the show are released. If you also feel inclined to leave us a rating or a review, we also would really, really appreciate that. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our user handle on all those is Realms Nerds. If you make a post about the show on social media, I would highly encourage also using the hashtag RealmsNerds in the post and maybe tagging us as well. Lastly, I've got the thank yous for the episode. First off, thank you to our friend Kyle for composing the podcast's title theme. We really appreciate you, bud. It was great seeing you and your wife when you came through town for the holidays. Thank you as well to Justin from the Lit Gaming Arena podcast for your rendition of the title theme, which is used for the Vasanoka Adventures campaign. And, of course, thank you all again for your listenership. I cannot express my gratitude enough for every single person who's taken the time out of their day to give our show a listen. Not just in 2021, but since we started the show back in 2018. I really, really do appreciate you all. Thank you so, so much. That's all for now, and I'll talk to you all again when episode 28 of the Return of Ornon campaign releases. But until then, I hope that you all have a great rest of your 2021 as well as a blessed 2022. 
24 hours is like three weeks. Wookies, lasers, Death Star. So slugs up your butt is bad. Is that what I was gleaned from this? Hi, we're the Culture Quest Podcast. We're on a quest to become more cultured people by discussing a movie, a music album, a book, or anything else really each episode. Check us out, culturequestpodcast.com. So, while he was in the dream world, Kroll had been moving this ball across the track, and he brought the ball to this hole. Okay. So, you are... For the audience that cannot see, we will uh, post a picture when we're done. Maybe. Perhaps. Otherwise, <laughs> you're out there. No, okay. So, the um, Kroll is now standing... If you were facing the 12, he is one to the right of it. Did the ball go into the hole? It did. Okay. One ball down. And... Did anything happen after that? Yes. As Kroll comes back to his senses, uh, in the same blue, the seven on the wall disappears and shows up above where Kroll was. Does or the... where, where he is now. He's going to okay. look at the compass and see if it's pointing towards the seven or where it was the compass is still pointing to where the seven was fascinating i'll bet that if we move all the balls to wherever they go that wall opens up or something because the compass is still pointing to it okay uh right. anyone else want to um, try it? yeah i guess lou will give it a shot since he hasn't tried it yet so i'm gonna go uh grab one of the sticks and um i will put uh, put the stick on top of one of the balls that's still in the uh, in the hole in the center. And does Lou have a destination for this ball? Feel the ball. No, yeah, I mean, I think that he saw Kroll have good success by kind of just feeling it out. You know, I mean, it didn't seem like he particularly, like, started off with a plan. So he's just going to put the stick on top and uh, try to feel it out. Okay. Lou takes his magical stick and puts it on top of another sphere uh, and he is now transported into a, a dream realm where he finds himself back in the bar in Westport uh, and all around him are the most beautiful women he's ever seen there's a keg on his table that just keeps flowing of, and there's ale just pouring out well this is uh quite the sight um uh while he's like can uh crawl see what he's doing not in the vision i mean just see what his body's doing yes he's going to walk over and whisper into his ear ignore the visions ignore them just be be strong buddy be strong is he even gonna hear that yeah can i can i hear him oh crap okay well he's on his own boys how do you know that? <laughs> okay, so uh, I just I see this table with all the women and the beer. Is there anything else like going on in here? Uh, nope, just an empty bar and a whole lot of women, man. Okay, um, I guess I'm gonna go over and uh, grab a tankard of beer. I guess. Okay, you don't have to go far, bro. There's a keg on your table. Okay, I'm sitting at the table. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'm going to have a drink then. Uh, or as, try to. As Lou fills up his cup and starts to take a sip, uh, two girls walk up to his table and start talking to him. 
flirting with him, you know, okay. swooning for the loo. <laughs> that could mean a completely different thing. Well, well, hello, ladies. I feel like I'm having the strangest dream. Oh, this isn't a dream, baby. <laughs> Damn! Why does this that have to voice. be a pretend lady? That voice. Why does? Why can't this be like an in the game real lady? <laughs> this. That's Lou's dream woman right there. This can't be an in the game real lady because Where's Tabby when we need There's her? no way I can listen to my brother do that voice long term. <laughs> Where's Tabby when we need her? I will puncture my eardrums out. <laughs> Well, hello, baby. All right. Um, what's new with you, thugger? What's new, pussycat? Uh, all right. Well, I guess. Uh, I mean, can I drink this beer? Like, yep. Okay, I guess he's gonna drink this beer then and just sit at the table. Okay. Uh, these girls sit down with you and start pursuing Lou a little bit more. Okay. Uh, well, uh, ladies, um, you know, we've been here for quite a while. Um, I, uh, I, I don't live too far from here if you'd like to come back to my place. Oh, we'd love to. Uh, well, uh, I, let's go then. And Lou leads them back to the castle. Does Lou appear his to room. be humping the stick or something? <laughs> <laughs> they undress, and as Lou is about to lay in bed with his maiden, suddenly he feels a full body shock is brought back to the real world, and you've taken oh. three points of psychic damage. <laughs> I oh, thought, I thought that when you were gonna like, like you know, like fall into your bed, you like fall <laughs> flat on your back. Oh, would that be something? So, Lou, I see you didn't make it very far. Ooh, what? What? Oh. You have to avoid, avoid the visions. What? Oh, what? What? You, what? What happened? Crawl grabs him by the shoulders, looks him dead in the eyes, like, Lou, you must avoid the visions. Ignore them at all costs. But, but, Crawl, there was. They no, no, no excuses. I'm telling you, you must ignore them. Move forward. Don't, don't indulge. It's, it's, it, it, it doesn't end well. Did Lou go anywhere, or did he just stand there? Yeah, back to the castle. Lou did start to move the ball down one of the tracks. Okay. Uh, but upon getting part of the way, uh, when he comes back to reality, the ball was shifted back to the middle. Like, it went back on a track to the middle. All right. <clears throat> what happened with the one that Ben had? Is it, like, where it was along it's the track? Or the middle. Oh, so it went back to the middle. back if we Wait, fail. did Ben's not go anywhere then? It started to. And then oh, and then it rolled back. Okay, Ben's going to try again. Ben, do you have a hole in mind? <laughs> <laughs> what? He never has holes in mind. A hole in mind? Yeah. Um, ben, I never. So many holes to choose from. <laughs> um, no. He, he's just gonna go wherever the ball goes, man. He'll he'll follow he'll the up. stick to the right hole. I don't know how you guys have managed to freaking not just solve the riddle. Like it's not it's not even that hard, man. You guys have already said the whole clue. <laughs> You already know everything. <laughs> yeah, you, you put stick on ball, you, you move with that dream, and you <clears throat> bump. You're okay. not making it obvious. Wait. I even gave I got you it. one of 
I got it. You got it? I figured, I just figured it out. I got it. So, now we've got one, and it's just going to go in order now. So, the crow put the seven in. Two over from that is nine. So, the 12 needs to go where the seven was, and then the three should be good where it is. I mean, that makes I'm sense. Looking at we're going to and... fix this clock, because one, two, three, four, five, six, plus oh. So, this should be six, not 12. Can I phys- can Crow physically move the 12? I think I've got mine a little wrong, because I have a seven, like, in where four should be. What do you so saying? So seven, you, we put seven in here, correct? Yes. Right next to 12. Okay. So seven's here. It goes eight, then nine. Yeah. So then 10, 11, 12. Yes. So 12 should go where the seven was. Sure. And then... We'll run with Three the, should be where it we'll is. We'll run with this idea. And then three is good where it is. The question becomes, how do we move 12? Because we moved seven just fine. Well, I guess we... Ben's going to go for that 12 to get it to move. We've got to put one of the balls... Into where the seven was, I suppose. Ben's, Ben's gonna yeah. try and can get the I ball. do an investigation check of these balls to see if there's like numbers or anything on them? <laughs> yes, it's a giant game of billiards. I thought he said there wasn't anything on them. There's not. Fuck's sake! I'm gonna. I'm gonna. He's making it sound like it's obvious. I'm gonna put the stick down onto one of the balls and like think. Okay, I'm gonna take this one to the twelve. To the twelve is on the wall. To where the twelve is on the wall. Okay. Ben puts the stick on his black sphere and is transported back into the dream realm where he was before listening to the speaker in the front of the room. Still talking about committing treason against Prince Luke. Yes, conspiring. Conspiring against him. Yes. Ben is just going to uh, ignore the orator, the, the conspirators, and try and make his way to uh, the door to exit. As he makes his way to the door. Without without making a ruckus. Okay. Uh, as he pushes open the door, he feels a shock. He's brought back to the real world. Well, what the actual fuck am I supposed to do? Well, what, what vision do you see? Two points of psychic damage. Alright. What vision do you see there, Ben? Well, I'm in a room with a bunch of people that want to kill Lou. Well, join up. What? You you what? You know, Crow, that's not actually a bad idea. And he's going to go back and try again. <laughs> okay. Without answering any of Lou's questions. <laughs> ben picks up his stick, puts it back on the ball, imagines going to the 12, and is brought back into the dream realm listening to the speaker once again. Oh, he's going to, like, walk up on stage and just start, like, a chant in the room, let's kill Lou. <laughs> All right. Fuck Everyone Lou, in the room Lou. starts chanting. Everyone gets super fucking hyped, man. You know, like, everyone is basically grabbing their pitchforks and ready to go, you know, go go straight mob on this. <laughs> You've started a yeah. mob. <clears throat> I'm going to try and lead all of them to uh, Lou's chamber, where he likely is bedded with a beautiful woman. To uh, kill him. Okay. <laughs> ben kicks open the door <laughs> to Lou's room. Uh, Lou is half naked, uh, and there is a woman in his bed. Just one? No, just one. Oh, it was wow. a, it was a, it was a slow night. Yeah, it was a slow night, apparently. <laughs> um, Lou begs you, uh, you know, is saying... Ben, what are you doing? I've always trusted you. You've been, you're one of my closest friends. As soon as he kicked open the door, he's just walking up 
taking out one of his short swords and is going to plunge it into Lou's chest. Okay. Uh, wow, bastard. <laughs> as Ben walks up to this version of Lou, he pulls his short sword from his belt, flips it upside down, and with one clean strike, slices Lou's throat, and he falls to the floor as blood squirts from his neck. Uh, and Ben is suddenly back in the real world in front of where the seven was. You mean and the twelve? Yes. Okay, just making sure. In front of the twelve or in front of the In front of where was? the twelve, in front of where the seven was or in front of where the twelve. So you were bringing it here? I was, yeah, I was planning to bring it to the twelve. To wh- where the twelve is? Yeah. That's Wait, was that, oh no, sorry, I was planning to go. So my idea was because I thought he had gone where this was, but it wasn't there and it was there, I'm going to head to where the seven was. If Curl ended up where the seven now is. Yes, that's why I was... Oh my god! I Come just, on, Rick. My, Are my, you fucking high? No. I just had, like, forgotten that Curl wasn't where the seven was, but where it is now. Okay. That's where I had... So I'm going to go where the seven was okay. before it moved, is where I was headed. Uh, as Ben comes back, he sees the ball roll down this hole into the wall, uh, and he sees a blue mist come and appear on the wall in the shape of a 12 above the hole that he was at. I figured it out! It's like a clock! Kroll just sticks his hand on his, in his face, or his face in his hand. There are no words to describe. It's not like Kroll figured it out either. (laughs) No, he knew, he said (laughs) it was like a clock earlier. Not the solving the riddle, the fact that he said it's like a clock. We'll let the audio be my evidence. Um, Does anything happen once the 12 appears there? You hear a kind of a mechanical sound deep in the walls, only if you were listening very closely. Okay. Oh, I can't tell you how relieving that was. Oh, so much pent-up stress is now gone. Okay, so if nothing's what? happened in the room, there, that means there's two balls left. I suppose that we need to uh, just put them into where the numbers currently are, then. Or do, or do we want to do the three and the nine, then? I'll do one of them again. I've got no problem with that. Kroll puts his stick on one of the balls. Okay. That are left. All right. Kroll puts... Uh, where is he going? Um, the three. Okay. Uh, he envisions going to the three. Curl grabs his stick and puts it on another sphere. Uh, and once again, this time is transported into a field. It's nighttime. Uh, the moon is full and it's casting a very bright silvery shimmer on the land. Uh, and in front of him, he sees a small farm. He heads toward the farm. Alright, there's uh, a farmhouse and there's a, a barn. Uh, he goes for the um, farmhouse. Okay. Uh, as he walks in the farmhouse, he hears some light clucking. And he's searching around in there, but doesn't find anything. Okay, He then le- if he doesn't find anything, he's going to leave the house and go for the barn. Uh, as he gets <laughs> close, he hears some clucking getting louder and louder and as he opens up the big barn doors he sees a chicken the size of a rhinoceros (laughs) and a swarm of normal sized chickens coming at him 
Well, hello, dear friends. We gather here today to consummate this friendship. And the giant chicken is charging at Kroll and just slaps him with his head. Kroll takes it like a man and just laughs it off. It takes two psychic damage. Is he back in the real world, too? Or is he no. still in this vision? Oh, he's still in the vision. Oh, God, how am I going to play this out? Um, how did Kroll's bloodlust for chicken suddenly just disappear when we got to this room? He knows this isn't real, and he's not letting his bloodlust get the best of him while he's in this vision. Now he's figured out that if he pushes... Yeah, through, but he just took damage. Isn't that means, kind of... Uh, fine, I'll do the bloodlust Because it's, uh, it's, was, it's conventionally... Oh <laughs> well, that, fuck. I feel like that's not how a bloodlust works. You don't get to decide okay. when your bloodlust... According thing. to the die, his bloodlust officially kicks in, and... um. He draws his great sword and charges at the big fucking chicken, going, ah! Fuck you, chicken! Okay. You will die! Roll to hit. Okay. That's a 12 against whatever AC this giant ass chicken has. That will not hit. Well, shit. The giant chicken runs up and goes to make another attack on Kroll. That's going to be five. <laughs> nope, that don't do it. Considering this chicken has missed, he's going to swing again with his greatsword. That's a 22. That'll hit. Okay, am I rolling for damage? Yep. I haven't any idea how much HP this stupid thing has. All right. That is um a 12 slashing damage with his greatsword. Okay. This giant chicken sounds out a horde of little chickens, and they run uh, at Kroll, and they're all going to make small attacks against him. <coughs> it's going to be 13. Nope. Uh, 19. Yep. 9. Nope. 12. Nope. 7. Nope. And 8. Nope. Only one of them hit him. For 3 damage. I can, I'm just envisioning Kroll ducking and weaving as these chickens just dive at him. And then the big chicken's going to make an attack. Eight. Nope. All right. Aha! Watch my skills! He's going to try and plunge his sword into the big chicken again. Okay. That's a 13 against whatever AC they might have. That will not hit. Fuck's sake. Another swarm of little chickens comes at you for 12. Nope. Nine. Nope. Five. Nope. Eight. Nope. Man, this die sucks. Twelve. Nope. All the dice suck. Nine. Nope. Oh, yeah, nineteen. Fuck that die, yeah, did it. <laughs> That's gonna be seven damage. Okay, so Kroll's probably gonna die in the dream world. Let me see that one. Right. Hey, now! There you go. <laughs> Six. No! <laughs> Curls up. Alright, Curl's gonna try and kill this stupid big chicken. That's an 18. That'll hit. That's um, 11 damage, and he's going to spend, because he hit it, he's gonna spend a hit die to heal himself. Okay. Gotta love being a death knight. Alright. Okay. So over the little chickens. Five. Nope. Uh, 20. Not not 20. 5. Nope. Uh, 16. Yep. 16. Yep. 
20. <laughs> yep. That's four of them. 22 damage. <laughs> well, Kroll's dead. Or unconscious. From Isn't this. he already dead? Apparently. He is now unconscious. As this last chicken jumps up and is pecking the, you know, Seems with as much cool. might as it has in its skull into Kroll's face, Kroll suddenly wakes up in the real world and he's standing in front of the wall and the ball has just gone in the hole above the number three. Am I unconscious in real life or am I at that health that I had before all this crap started? Yeah, you're at your same health. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that was a most disturbing event. I Ugh. told you I should have done it. Would have been no trouble at all. Well, all right, then you do the next one, buddy. No, don't don't worry about it. I'll, I'll have another crack at this one. Okay. Austin Powers is going to give in to his his lustiness <laughs> so, again. So Lou is going for the nine? Uh, correct. Okay. Uh, Lou grabs his stick and puts it on Sphere, envisioning going towards the number nine. And he finds himself once again in the bar in uh, Westport with a keg on his table and many, many beautiful women around him. Okay. Um... Lou starts to reach for a glass of beer, and I think he actually gets it, and he, like, puts it up to his lips, and then remembers what he's supposed to be doing, and he puts it back down. Okay. Um, so he's gonna stand up, and, um, I think he's gonna try and walk out of the bar, actually. Okay. Lou walks up to the door, and as he does, a girl steps in front of the door, and... Essentially throws herself at Lou. Uh, um, I, uh, you'll have to excuse me. I'm not quite feeling myself tonight. Um, I, uh, I, I, I need to be going. Uh, excuse me. Uh, you hear that? Lou Asterian's a loser! Uh, no, I just, uh, very, very pressing, very important business. I, 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 um... Loser, loser! I, I have to go. And uh, he's just going to try and push his way through the door. Get it? Because okay. his name is Lou and he's a loser? <laughs> he's a loser. Uh, Lou makes his way out into the street. Uh, is he going to head back towards the castle? Or is he going to head into town? Um, Go to the beach? Yeah, I think... I don't know, man. Um, go hang gliding, like... He's gonna go to bed. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that he's gonna try and go back to the castle. That would be the most familiar place to him. And since... I mean, I guess there, there's nothing immediately, like, sort of, like, lighting the path. I don't have, like, a like a quest indicator or anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If, check the top right of your screen, Harrison. Is there, <laughs> you'll find the current objective. <laughs> Is there an old man standing almost out of sight holding a lantern? Uh, there's no old men, dude. Come on. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> there's no old men in this entire universe? <laughs> Correct. Uh, okay. So, uh, he's just gonna head back towards the, uh, towards the castle. Um, <laughs> Lou makes his way up the bridge, across the drawbridge, and into the castle, and up all the flights of stairs to his room, and as he pushes open the door, 
he just so happened to forget that he may or may not have left a girl tied up in his room. <laughs> but on the bed, now. next to his bed, there is a what cot a with, uh, with a up. pillow and a blanket. Okay. Um, I guess he's going to lay down on the cot then. Okay. Lou walks over, completely just ignores this chick that he's had tied up here for who knows how long, and uh, he's going to lay down in this cot and close his eyes to go to bed, and as he closes his eyes, behind his eyelids, he sees in a misty blue, congratulations, Uh, and he finds himself once again back in the real world, standing under the number nine. Okay. It said congratulations. I didn't say congratulations. Unless it was written in the blood. Yes. As <laughs> Wait, slip blood? <laughs> hey, I'm saying this, not not, as you, not as Ben. As slip Lou's neck, it's yeah. sprayed out on the wall. Congratulations. Yeet. <laughs> it's like red rum. Um, okay, so you teleport back to the real world. You see the uh, the last ball go in, and you see the number nine pop up on the wall. As the number nine kind of appears on this wall, the rest of the numbers appear, and above you in this misty blue, it's like a clock appears on above you, kind of like there's a ceiling, but it's not really there, because it's just like a mist. Okay. But as you look up, you see a clock. Uh, and in the middle of the room where the balls were, a lever comes out of the ground. Uh, Kroll pulls the lever. Pull the lever, Kroll! Yeah. Only lever! (laughs) Um, as you pull the lever, you hear the voice come back. Well, where's our money? And back at the seven, the twelve, the nine, and the three you see a little bit of gold spew out of the holes, and also out of every hole comes two things. There comes out a pair of boots and a compass. Okay, Kroll picks up his pair of boots and compass. and His he, pair of boots and well, compass? He said out of every hole comes a pair of boots and a compass or whatever, so... Okay, out of every hole? So there's a set for each of us. Yes. Okay, I was yeah, confused. I, was I thought... Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. it was one of each. Kroll I... claimed it as soon as it came out. He did two holes, okay. he gets both boots. It's mine, say mine. Okay. It's mine, say mine. No, he's going to pick up as much gold as possible as well. Uh, Lou would like to examine his boots. Okay. Uh, the boots that come out in front of Lou are made of a black leather. Uh, they have a silver band on the heel and kind of have also a silver spur on the boots um and as he picks the boot up he feels some sort of a magical essence to these boots what exactly it is he's not aware crow would like to examine his boots okay uh his boots are made of brown leather and bones from something not quite sure of course, he's stereotyped as the dead guy, so he gets something with bones. Hell oh, yeah, dude. Just wait. <laughs> I already gave you a chess piece that looks like it has bones on it. True. 
He's got he's got to get the whole set. He can't yeah, just have on. one piece. It's like um, any video game. And he also notices that there's some sort of magic coming from these boots. What is it maybe? Who knows? Fine. Ben is going to examine his compass. Uh, Fuck the boots. He wants to know his compass. No, he'll he'll examine. Well, he'll examine both the compass and the boots. Okay. Uh, his boots, ulcer. Ulcer? Ulcer. ulcer. Uh, an ulcer. ulcer. <laughs> oh, no. His boots also are uh, a polished black leather light loose, but they have a design on them. You know when you press into leather? What? Yeah. Uh, like with an, uh, with an owl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has... On like up here on the boot on uh, on the the boot part of the boot I don't know what the boot is. part of the boot boot terminology the top of the the boot, boot there's top. a motif of there the you ocean you mean a motif yes there's a motif of the ocean <laughs> no it's a motif political was I right no it is it is motif no, whatever I thought you were making up fantasy words is it the boot you know what he's the, the DM it's the a motif the whole okay. club looking at Oh, we're using our made-up words now. (laughs) (laughs) The wintuple part of the boot. Uh, And the compass, behind the compass, like the back of the compass, is a gold piece uh, that has the same design on it as the gold pieces that you've got in, that you just got, that came out of the holes, and the ones that came from the last event you went to. Does crawls appear to be like his? Uh, the compasses appear to be the same. Okay. Well, Carl's gonna slip on his boots, looking all fancy schmancy. All right, they're a perfect fit. Solid. Imagine that. Solid. Man, magic. You know, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, Lou's gonna put his boots on too. Okay. For the two of you, as you put on these boots, you see this blue mist come uh, and start to wrap. Starting on the ground, wrap up around through the clock up to the first layer of this building, uh, and they're making these steps. Okay, Lucer or Curl starts walking up the steps. Okay, I'm walking on air. What the? Ben's gonna scramble to put his boots on. Okay, Curl's undead, so he's not surprised by I'm much. I'm following Curl. All right. I guess after he finally gets his boots on, he's gonna catch back up. Ben is gonna play catch up. So the three of you all put your boots on, walk up these misty steps. These and boots are made for walking. Find yourself once again back outside uh, in this field, in the divot in the field with uh, all these boulders. And I believe that's where we're going to call it for tonight. Okay. By the way, the part of the boot you're looking for is called the front quarter. The front quarter? And I you totally guys, knew that. You guys all no, got five hundred gold. Five hundred gold. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yippity doo da day. Seventeen. 